Hey there, beautiful soul. Welcome back to another episode on Soul Led Spirit Driven, the podcast. I'm Kasia Berg, and I'm so happy that you can join me today. All right, let's get into this. Hello, hello, beautiful light beam. Welcome back to Solid Spirit Driven. I got to tell you, it's a bit of a sweat fest here. <laughs> um, those of you who are um, regular listeners, you may remember that I record in my car. That's my sound studio. And right now as I'm sitting here, it is super hot still. So uh, every now and then I've got to open the car doors, <laughs> otherwise I'll I'll pass out. But what? That is actually that is okay. I really really love doing this podcast and recording weekly episodes for you. That um, I hope. Also, that these episodes help you in a small way on your uh, spiritual journey, helping you through your awakening. So it really is a very teeny tiny price to pay, but just wanted to paint a picture for you, um, like how I'm recording this, because I get asked quite often. Um, where I record, how I record, I literally sit in my car, I've got the doors closed, and yeah, I'm recording it, because this is probably the quietest place, and I'm also enjoying these possibly last days of beautiful sunny weather, and so no complaints here. So, what are we talking about today? If you saw the title, you will have some sort of idea. We're talking about past lives, which is my jam. Past lives are um, how I started, or should I say, they found me and something I've never entertained before. I wasn't against, I didn't, it's not like I didn't believe in past lives, I just never really entertained the idea that we had past lives, I certainly believed in reincarnation, because isn't it nice to believe that we get to come back, as opposed to you die, this one life that you have is gone, and that's it, you become food for, you know, bugs, and fertilizer for some daisies, but I just never paid attention to it. And then when they started coming in, these past lives, first for my family and my friends, my direct friends, uh, it was really bizarre. And it, if I didn't actually share them with them, because my guides were very um, clear on that, you got to tell them, you got to tell them, don't forget to tell them. And... When I, um, if I didn't share it with anyone, I probably would have not realized the impact that these lives, these past lives that we really don't have proof for are so impactful and powerful. Because I shared them first with, you know, my husband and my friends, 
and I shared their past lives with them and I felt this sense of remembering this inner knowing or they could connect dots and I was like oh wow now I get it now I know why I'm doing this and this so this is how it all started with past lives and I feel like my story of how I started which is somewhere in one of the first episodes I feel like I need to refresh it for you here but not today today we're going to talk about past lives and how they are affecting you in this life and also uh, how you know that they affect you in this life and then perhaps we're going to focus on clearing like how you can clear the wounds the unresolved issues that you might have from your previous lives so this is not so much an episode on how to know you've had past lives or what kind of past lives you've had I feel like I've done an episode on that too gosh there's been so many but this episode is really focused more on past life wounds and past life vows. So, so what are past life wounds? So in order for me to explain this, I really need to go first into um, like how these past life wounds occur. So your soul, right, which is you, has had many, many lifetimes before this lifetime. And I know that day to day, when we see ourselves, we believe this is it. This is all there is to us, right? This is, if you remember, the biggest assumption that we make that we are just this human. But in fact, your soul has had many, many, many lifetimes. And... In each lifetime, as it navigates through through that lifetime, and I almost said Earth lifetime, but my guide said, oh, no, because remember, also cosmic races, you've had incarnations in other galaxies, planets, stars. So wherever your lives were, you've, collect, you've navigated through them, you've experienced what you've experienced, you attempted to learn your life lessons, whether you have completed them or not, you come out of that lifetime with the data, with that energetic field, your auras, your chakra system, your information, your blueprint, your beliefs, everything that comes in. So the body is left behind. Now, in order for a soul to ascend, to be self-realized um, and expanded, what you need to do, or what the soul needs to do, is to lose that baggage, right? But the way it loses the baggage is by resolving it. So going into the next lifetime to resolve the, you know, unlearned lessons, the wounds, so heal the wounds. The wounds don't just stay in, let's say, um, the soul's blueprint. 
they need to be resolved. So this is really what karma is. This, you know, you haven't learned this lesson, so you will go into another lifetime and either, you know, walk a, a similar path in order to learn the life lesson or you will attract similar opportunities to learn the life lessons okay this is the key opportunities similar opportunities so then what happens is of course on the other side you receive healing you shed some of the ego um but it's very much like hmm how do i describe this so remember uh good old floppy disks or perhaps if <laughs> you're a little bit younger, you might remember uh, USB sticks. Do we still have USB sticks? I think we do. Gosh, so used to using my phone and just like putting stuff into Google Drive that I just forget. But anyways, so either one of them, you plug them into a computer and you take the data from the computer right put it onto the stick or the floppy disk and then you extract it so yeah sorry you take it out so you unplug it from the computer and this is sort of what happens when um when we die right you unplug yourself from your body the data that you've collected throughout that life stays with you very much like as if you were a floppy disk or that usb and then what happens is you kind of get rid of the things you don't need as a soul. So we don't need the ego. We're not in a body, of course. Or any emotions and stuff. So that kind of sheds through this healing that's offered on the other side. And um, what is left is like that essence. The, the things that have imprinted themselves onto the soul. That are part of this karmic cycle right because remember karma really just means inaction so this action that is happening this cause and effect but i really need to really emphasize here it's really not that you have done something wrong in a past life so now in this new life you have to pay for it there's no judgment there's just healing and love what can happen though is that it is recommended to a soul to take perhaps a path that is um, by a human standards considered harsh. So for example, let's use an example here. Let's say you, your soul wants to learn um, about abundance and wealth and gratitude and so it chooses a life where it's born into a wealthy family, perhaps, and it has lots of money. It has no appreciation for this money or the people that work for them because it was so easy. It's so obvious. It's there, right? And so that takes this human on a path of perhaps becoming more someone who um, likes to 
use a lot of money, wastes a lot of money, expects more to come and so squeezes the last penny from poor farmers who are barely having enough to make ends meet and put food on a table. And so this human ultimately um, abuses its power, completely learns nothing about abundance and wealth or gratitude and and after that human dies when it has its life review it will realize what it has done that it possibly didn't act in the best interest for everyone and it possibly that human has not learned anything in terms of life lessons so this soul then decides okay I'm gonna go into the next lifetime and now perhaps the two farmers that I really you know um uh abused as a result of my free will and and my greediness I want them to be my parents because they have their own stuff imprinted on them they're on their own mission right so these souls enter a soul contract there's a pre-birthing session that takes place and it is agreed that these two um, former farmers, let's call it, in this lifetime will be the parents of our soul. And so this human is born into a not so wealthy family, in fact quite poor. Now, while these two parents of that soul are learning their own life lessons hopefully and uh, working on their own sort of karmic energy this soul our soul that's born into this um, poor family now can really this can go two ways way number one it takes on this belief that it is poor it absorbs all the conversations, all the imprints from the parents that we are poor, we are less worthy, uh, people with money are greedy, uh, you don't want to, you want, you'd rather be humble and happy than greedy and have money. And possibly for them, it's still past life stories that are acting up here. Now, our soul though, then takes this on and this becomes part of their identity, right? It believes this is who I am. And so the way it navigates through life is as a poor person, right? So it has this poor story from this lifetime, but also this fear from a past lifetime that, yes, when I was wealthy, I was not so nice. So that validation is really strong, right? So a human never actually becomes wealthy, uh, there's some missed opportunities because of the strong belief that I am poor, I am unworthy. And so this life then is, um, is gone and this human has not really learned anything about gratitude, uh, being wealthy or abundant, right? Or... The second way that this life could go, and these are just like the two main timelines that I'm presenting to you, just so you can see the difference, the polarity here. The second one is, yes, this human still grows up in a poor home with parents who hold these strong beliefs, but as it grows up somewhere in his 20s, hopefully, um, this human goes through 
an awakening and realizes, hang on, I'm in this more to life than this. I am not my parents' beliefs and that is not my identity. I can change that. I believe that I am worthy. I believe that I deserve to be abundant. I believe that you can be wealthy and kind and happy. And so with this belief system, however this human got to this point, he, she is here now, and it makes money. They make so much money that um, they are wealthy and they're kind and perhaps they go off and they help their parents, they help you know, charities, uh, people who have less. So this human is truly living an abundant life. It has learned about abundance and wealth and gratitude. So goes back. That lesson is done. There's good um, energy that happened towards the other souls, right? It elevated them. And this is actually interesting because as I'm saying this, my guides are saying this is why when you are in a group session, if one person has a breakthrough, they immediately energetically pull up the rest of the group. So the same is there because this human improved their own life and then went on to helping his parents or her parents um, and and they saw through him that actually you, you can be wealthy and kind and loving, that, you know, you don't have to be greedy and that you know, maybe we are worthy of receiving all this abundance. And so as a result, they change, they learn things as well. So their energy field has changed. So it can go either way. So here are the things. Your past life wounds or vows are just things that have imprinted themselves on your soul's blueprint uh, situations, issues that have not been resolved yet or beliefs. Uh, a really big one is the witch's wound. I work with clients that self-sabotage themselves, like subconsciously, of course. They want to be successful. Of course, they want to have a successful spiritual business, but too scared to do lives. It takes them like a week of convincing to even just entertain the idea and they know they need to do it, but somehow they just can't. They go, I just can't. I don't know why, I just can't. Or they will spend a lot of time doing silly, I call them silly things because they won't make you money, but they fluff around over them and they know that it is because... They just can't move forward. They can't. Because what if I do the things I need to do and I become, you know, successful? And then I have all this money. What if that means I'm going to be greedy? I'm going to be like so-and-so who wasn't kind or wasn't happy, right? When he was wealthy. Or what what if it means that the spotlight is now on me and people look to me like I'm the guru and now I have more responsibility and it requires more of my time and there's less time to spend with loved ones and I'm going to lock myself into this? No, 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 right? 
So for whatever reasons, if we are feeling like this on a conscious level, yes, of course, we want more money. Yes, of course, we want to be abundant. Yes, we, of course, we want to meet Mr. Right or Mrs. Right, right? But somehow it's not happening. And so that is because you are still operating on the program system from your past life. So here are three ways that you can look at your 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 life and see whether you have past life wounds or past life vows. Past life vows are a little bit harder to to uncover, but here's how you can see it. So there's three ways. Number one is that it's something that is reoccurring. That is a reoccurring pattern, perhaps, or habit, or you keep attracting the same type of people. Perhaps you're having relationships with the same type of person, even though it's a different person. It's always the same way. It always ends up ends at three months for some reason. I don't know why. Perhaps it's um, the self-sabotage, right? It doesn't matter what you do, what field, what area, what industry. You always seem to not be getting anywhere. Somehow you are self-sabotaging yourself. So this reoccurring pattern right or habit and you can't break it that's number one that's clue number one clue number two is it's irrational and that is possibly the best word i could find for it it just doesn't make sense and here's a a really good example fear of flying so when you think about it uh people rarely survive a plane crash So to have a fear of flying, you would have to somehow survive a plane crash and then kind of go, yeah, now I'm scared. But when you have never been in a plane crash, in fact, if you've never even flown on on a plane, but yet you have this huge, intense fear of flying, that irrational fear, my friend, is a past life wound or an unresolved um, lesson that's stuck in your energetic field somewhere there. So my clients, for example, have dreams that they are on a plane that crashes or that they're flying a plane like into something. And they feel it, they see it, very vivid dreams. And then in a session, I go like, oh, there's a past life there where you were a war pirate or a kamikaze pirate or, you know, you were on a plane and you crashed. And all of a sudden, I go like, holy crap, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, It's like this in it knowing and all of a sudden it's validated now i have this um habit of going like don't tell me till i tell you what i have to say so if i give them a past life and i don't really know anything about their fears and they go like oh now i understand why i've got this irrational fear of flying or of fire you know it all makes sense now 
So this irrational fear or this irrational belief. And irrational belief would be, you know, like, again, something that you have not experienced, but you uh, believe that it is wrong or you just know that it's not the right thing. Or, you know, um, yeah, okay, we maybe have had, you know, bad habits with money, you know, when we were younger. But we are so much better now and still the topic of money makes us cringe. I don't even want to talk about money with my friend. I don't want to even, you know, talk about lending, borrowing money. It just makes me cringe. I don't even want to look at any money investing books or, you know, self-help books around money because it just feels to me like, ah, yuck. And you can't really explain like why. Okay, yes, so I've made a few bad spending choices. But was it that bad that you would despise the topic of money so much? So again, it's an irrational belief that is not serving you. And the third thing is that it's intense. It is so intense and you can't explain it. It is intense. Um, it feels really like... I would be asking you to do the impossible by telling you, can you go live? When you have a witch's wound that says, you know, last time when you shared your gift, when you tried to help people, it didn't turn out so well for you. You ended up on a stake. So perhaps let's dim that light. Let's stay small over here. Let's not go public anywhere. Let's just hope that someone will come into your private headquarters and then you can help them one-on-one -on -one very quietly without anyone knowing right and so for me to ask you to go live or share your message or turn up that light it feels really like nearly impossible another good example is if we're stuck in a toxic relationship and even though from a rational point of view yes it doesn't make sense I should get out they're not good for me. It doesn't make sense why I'm here. But something always keeps pulling me back and I just can't break free. So that is the intensity. It doesn't matter how many people tell you in how many different ways that this person that you're with is not good for you, that this relationship isn't good for you because if you have that fear, uh, it's just hopeless. So these are the three ways that you can kind of go scan your life, scan your beliefs, scan your fears and kind of go like, huh, do they match? By the way, even if one of them matches, it's great. That means, okay, we've got something here from a past life that has trickled over. So how do we clear this out? So I have five, six tips for you. How to clear it. Now you know me. I don't have a notebook. <laughs> I really just will give it to you and hopefully I don't muck it up. So the first one is becoming aware of it. So if you're someone who can't even entertain the idea of past lives, uh, blocks, you will only ever be able to deal with the blocks in this lifetime. You know, the fears in this lifetime. You won't even perceive them. And even if you came into a session because someone roped you into it and you're sitting there going, all right, I don't believe in this, but let's see what comes up. Guess what? Nothing's going to come up. Nothing. 
Because if you don't believe, you can't become aware of it. So becoming aware of it is powerful. It is powerful. Number two, setting the intention that you want to clear it. Do you know how many clients I work with who on a conscious level, yes, of course, I don't want this blog. Yes, of course, I want to clear it. Yes, of course, I want to be wealthy, so I don't want this silly block. But then they are not ready to clear it. And they kind of subconsciously, something is holding them back. And this is interesting because this is now a past life wound on top of a past life wound. Um, But this is possibly the best way to explain why sometimes you need more than one session to clear something because there's something else sitting on top of it. Until you clear that, you won't even allow yourself to clear this thing that you originally wanted to clear. So deciding that you are ready to heal, that you are ready to let go of this and setting that intention, it is powerful, my friend, because... It's very much like if you are an addict, until you decide that you have a problem and you're ready to get help, nothing and no one can help you, right? So intention is number two. Number three is we terminate it or transmute it with love. Oh my gosh, this is so powerful. I use love in everything everything from creating my desire, desired outcome to healing anything to connecting with parts of my soul that are lost or missing, you know, the inner child as well, sending love to others, healing, creating a beautiful energy around you, amplifying that little love light inside you and allowing it to radiate outwards and radiate it onto that past life that's probably in a nutshell so love don't underestimate the power of love and sending that light to your blocks to your problems to your past life number four number four is body work or I love actually mirror work but if you are not familiar with the mirror work that I do uh, where basically mirror stands M for merging with spirit, I for integrating your learnings, R for remembering who you are on a soul level. Second R is raising your awareness. And then we have O being an open channel. It opens your channel. And the last R is raising your vibration. This is everything that mirror work does for you and it connects you to you to to your other lives so doing mirror work is powerful but if you're not familiar with mirror work any breath work tapping dancing like moving this energy out of your dense body so often clients are able to even articulate where they feel this past life has imprinted itself into their bodies, into their current physical bodies. And so by moving it through whatever method I just described, you are able to get it out of your energetic field. So body work or mirror work. Number five is 
dreaming or working with your guides in your dream state. Now, we've done an episode, the previous one, I believe, on working with your guides in dream state. And here is another reason or another way that you can um, use dream work to clear something out of your energetic field. So basically, when you work with your guides, you can ask them to help, to heal, and to remove it from you, just like that. And you will find that the next day you feel a little bit lighter. Maybe you'll have dreams where you saw a past life, or perhaps you have dreams where something is happening to you, or you just wake up with this knowing like something happened here something was let go of and number six is of course seeking help of um, I guess past life regressionists or like what I do a past life journey now for some of you who have done soul past sessions you will know how powerful they are healing can occur within that session. I say can occur in in terms of past lives. I mean, healing always occurs with these sessions, but sometimes my guides will say there's a perceived wound and we can clear it. And again, by you becoming aware and giving us permission to do that, that can be cleared out of your field, which then means that, you know, something already feels a little bit lighter, a little bit easier to you things shift and all of a sudden in your energe- into your energetic field, opportunities pop up, um, things present themselves. All of a sudden it's like down the hill instead of up the hill all the time. So you can choose any of these methods to really release these past life wounds, past life vows. Now, please keep in mind, this can be a one session thing like you might be able to successfully resolve that particular issue in one meditation session or in you know in connecting with your guides once or coming into one of my sessions one time but most likely it will take you several goes so just be patient just be kind don't assume you're doing something wrong just keep at it and if you need help you are welcome to reach out to me. I would love to help you. I also have these monthly sessions, monthly mentoring group sessions. And as you're listening to this still in February, the February mentoring session is actually around releasing your poverty wounds to improve your relationship with money. And that session, I believe, is on the 28th of February. So if you want to take part, you can still jump in as you're listening. If you're listening to this in February. So, yeah, I hope that you found this helpful. Let me know how you enjoyed this, whether it was helpful, whether it gave you, I don't know, it helped you to connect the dots. Um, or even if you want to jump into this month's monthly mentoring session, I would love to see you there and connect with you there. That's it for me. It's time to go because I am truly cooking here. Have an amazing week and I will chat to you next week. Bye for now.